but we were talking about something and how this affected the kids, and I mentioned that I had told my youngest that, or maybe both of them, I can't remember, that, well, this isn't that bad because they were bitching about not being able to hang out with friends and all that, and I was like, well, yeah, but you still get to go outside, you still get to ride your bikes, you still get to play basketball, you basically, you can play video games all day. Yes. I mean, is it really that bad? And I've heard from a lot of people, uh, Ken Bethay said this the other day, one of the old 97s, that his daughter thinks this is the greatest thing of all time. She doesn't have to do anything. And so I was like, it could be a lot worse, you know, because well, think about what Anne Frank went through, where she was quarantined, you know, for a war and not only could not move, could not make a sound, couldn't do anything, and had to hide um, in a in an underground, uh, like a like an attic of a house. That's and I don't know if you guys have ever been there before. It's shocking. I think we can all agree that Anne Frank certainly represents the fourteen year old in history that seems to be able to explain to other 14-year-olds that things could be extremely, extremely worse than it is right now. Yeah. That's it's, all. It's it, the parent it, go-to. It may be a clumsy example and maybe inappropriate, but when you're looking for a 14-year-old in world history that you can say to your 14-year-old, stop bellyaching about the fact that uh, middle school dance got canceled or something. Yeah. The other 14-year-olds have gone through more. Surely, surely, surely the, my wife brought home like a magazine from the grocery store that was all Anne Frank and you can mark that if you want, but (laughs) I just thought, really, there's a magazine about Anne, like it's like, that's the title Anne Frank and it's a magazine at the grocers, like the magazine rack. So I know my oldest knew who she was because he had done a paper on her or something like that, but I knew my little one was kind of fuzzy, and so we just kind of, Dan asked, do our kids even know who Anne Frank is? Right. And so What we, are your ages? Uh, 14 is the oldest and 10 is the youngest. Uh, 17, 15, 13. Daughter 17? Yes. Okay, so I asked my 10-year-old because I knew it wasn't fair to ask the older one because I knew that he knew. And so this is my 10-year-old's loose interpretation of Anne Frank. All right? You ready? Yes. Okay. All right, man. Who is Anne Frank? Uh, Anne Frank was a born Jew, and whenever she became, like, I don't remember what age. Now, let me just say this. (laughs) Starting off hot. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Apple apple in the tree. Shut up. What? That uh, <laughs> he doesn't understand no, no, these the, things. It's 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 fair terminology <laughs> in certain circles. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. But it, it just sounds boy. That's a uh, it's hard slap to the face. And now and I, I'm glad you weren't he's asking differentiating. Him, from shut my, up, Danny. Uh, I'm glad you weren't converted? asking who Jesse Owens was. Shut up. <laughs> you didn't ask him about a converted. He oh born <laughs> born into like not not by marriage. Again, here's here's how Jewish she was. He's ten, uh, like fifteen or something. Uh, she be uh, the war started World War Two and Hitler was like killing all the Jews and she was a Jew and she made her house. Um, she <laughs> just she let it go. Jews in her house. I don't remember what you called those she people. Hit another family. Yeah, yeah, yes, I know. And then she got caught and she was killed. 
No, she was hiding and she was hiding people. And then she died. Like, like So he's got her confused with Harriet Tubman <laughs> and the Underground Railroad where she was saving slaves. Yeah. He thought right. that this, what, 12-year-old, 15-year-old girl or whatever was saving all sorts of people yeah. in this house. Right. And I like the age of 18 or 17. Because she got caught. Yeah, she got caught. She hit people too? Just weeks, just before the British came in. Whose house was she hiding in though? Her own. Yeah, she was hiding with other Jews in her own house. God. She saved uh, countless Jews. She did not save anyone. She was a kid. She was part of a group of people that were hiding in someone else's house. And then she made her own house. Well, yeah, again, what do you think that Bob Vila was like? How are they yeah, constructing? Uh, he's he's combining. She a renovated few stories, that house. Yeah. I love it. She's the, the Chip and JoJo. Right. Yeah. No, they put a uh, put an infinity pool on this one in the back. <laughs> Knock out that wall between the kitchen and the. Uh, it's not good. Room. It's not load bearing. It's fine. Oh, it's an open concept. I've got uh, huge <laughs> plans for this crawl space that ten people are hiding okay, in. Okay. Okay. Did you pull her or him aside and say? I did. I just want to say. Jewish I, I, people. I did, or? but I kind of wanted to let the bit play out. You oh know, I'm no, like, I'm, it's yeah. like Demond Wilson <laughs> on bad did. radio. It's like <laughs> over. He, every time it sounds louder. Yeah, I, oh. I know. Anyway, so there was my kid. He was, you know, he, he's close. Yeah, he's fine. He's close enough. All right. All right. Here is uh, your 17 year old daughter. Yes, I I, I only went uh, with the daughter, so uh, forgive me on that. I can always go back for more. But here's Maddie. Okay. Okay, we're here again with my daughter, Maddie. Hi, Maddie. Hi. I have a question for you today. Why are you so giggly? Because I don't know what it is. Okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a question about a historical figure. What do you know about Anne Frank? Oh, uh, Holocaust. <laughs> the end. Crushed it. <laughs> she hid in the house in the... In, like, a compartment in the walls. Okay. That's all I got. That's all you know? She died, and her <coughs> diary was found. That's very good. World War II. <laughs> right? Well, it's not a very funny laugh. story. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine story. giving a symposium on <laughs> Anne Frank, and that was it, and then you tag it with this? <laughs> right? <laughs> It just sounds like Bob during Why Did It Doesn't Suck anytime a that's tragic a situation is announced. So anyway, and, and that's her, and she just hid in a compartment, and she died. And? Two. And that's all I got. Right? <laughs> that's not a very funny story. <laughs> Listen how she wraps this up, too. That's very good. Any shout-outs? <laughs> Mom, for, um, oh. <laughs> no, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. You want to shout-out to Tyler Sagan, don't you? Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Shout-out, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> There she go. I love it. There's a thousand people oh, yeah. waiting on this Anne Frank expert to talk. Yeah. And then it's just like. She just wants to connect with Tyler yeah, Sagan. Yeah, anyway. really distracted by Tyler Sagan. Yeah, can you make Graham Tyler and tell him I'm here? <laughs> Who can blame her? Yeah. Oh, wow. All right, wow. Dan. Boy, that is gold. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Can we carry mine over? Nope. No, nope, we got to do it now. Oh, no. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. 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 Bro, I got. Three minutes of audio. That's no, fine. You can come back Monday if no, you want. No, no, we got it. That's fine, dude. That's fine. Quickly. Quickly? The three minutes of audio? <laughs> well, I'm not sure press play quickly. <laughs> All right, Jesus. well, here's what I have. I have 
my youngest daughter is 15. She okay. didn't know I was recording her. Okay. Perfect. And then the next night, I got, so I have a minute and a half of each of these, and then the next night I got both daughters, and they're just rail, making fun of me for even asking them that question. Do you want to hear all this? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. All right, so here's the youngest daughter, 15 years old. She did not know I was rolling. So what do you know about Anne Frank? Because I was like, your kids know about Anne Frank? And he's like, oh, yeah, all kids know about Anne Frank. I set up with Corby talk. You don't, wait, do you not know who Anne Frank is? Oh, I do. Wait, why would we not know who Anne Frank is? Well, I just wondered if you knew who Anne Frank was. How would I not know who Anne Frank is? <laughs> well, what's her bit? Her bit? <laughs> what do you mean her bit? She didn't have bits. This girl could not afford time for comedy. Because he was saying something about his kids. If they start complaining about not being able to do whatever, he's like telling them that Anne Frank would love to go outside and play basketball or blah, blah, blah. So, so tell me about it. Tell me. Well, kids in Africa don't have every child in Africa. So who's Anne Frank, if you know? If I know, if I know, how would I not know who Anne Frank is? Who is she? Huh? Who is she? Let me rack my brain for this one. <laughs> Little Jewish girl, Daniel. Why is she famous? Oh, why is she famous? Oh, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> God, what a We're production. You don't know. Because she wrote in a journal, okay? She wrote in a journal in her attic or whatever, and now you're like, you should I've told the girls, Jake was like, yeah, you should write in, you know, he's keeping a journal during this time and all that. And I yeah. told them, hey, why don't, what if you started a journal and they've just made fun of me ever since I told them that. <laughs> wow. That would be a good idea. The the way the whip has been reversed here is I know. historic. Oh, it's, it's awesome. As far as, all of our apples not falling far from the tree. I know, I know. As yours is the most abrasive and over the top. Yeah, uh, he didn't know. Well, okay. <laughs> they know what they hear at the dinner table. Oh, shut up! <laughs> so now, anyway, the next night they—I don't know if they knew I was rolling or not. Okay. But uh, so here now we'll go to the two daughters. The seventeen-year-old is who I'm directing the questions at, but the fifteen-year-old is in the peanut gallery, and. Uh, you lost control of the scene, man. This doesn't get any better. Here we go. <laughs> well, so he was saying he was trying to tell them telling her about quarantine Corby. or what we're doing is not, I'm not that bad. I'm not talking about Corona. I'm just not. Sorry. Hold on. I was in the war. And his thing was <laughs> he was saying There's the you, dog. you get to go outside and play basketball and do this and that. Um, think about you know, what Anne Frank had to go through. And then oh I said, gosh. Who? Who? Daddy Anne Frank Dad, No, Ava, Dad came into my room last night and was like, do you know who Anne Frank is? And I was like, Dad, I went to school, love. A goo goo gaga. <laughs> so who is Anne Frank? I went Frank? to school, love. Do you know, Ava? The Polish girl that hit behind the bookcase and then got shot up. That is very specific in all of the wrong ways. I feel like Remember you got that wrong. Remember her family by the bookcase and her family got taken, but she stayed there. And then she Jewish survived girl. the Holocaust. Stupid, you don't know? She or did she not the survive the <laughs> Ava, she stood it off today. <laughs> of course I know that. They literally teach that to us in school. 
Are you stupid? Do you know who Anne Frank is? Did you not learn this in school? Do you know who Anne Frank is? Was it not in your textbooks yet? Why is she famous? Why is she famous? Because she was literally made journal entries. No, I said that, and then I was like, oh, so you want me ready to do it? You want me ready to Today, I'm going to make my friend and play chug buggy. Today, Ava got taken by the Nazis. Today, I feel the corona. Today, I I walk downstairs without my crutches. <laughs> Are you pretending to be the guy? Are you pretending to be no. Walt Jr.? No. <laughs> that just... Dad, that is so stupid. <laughs> in Frankie, good. Why do you not know Journal. who she is? Do you need to be told? God, Dude. wow, what a beating! Yeah, we've been watching uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, so this part right here. <laughs> Are you pretending to be the guy? Are you pretending to be no. Walt Jr.? <laughs> she walked down the stairs without her crutches. <laughs> Dude, boy, you know what? This is therapeutic because I thought I had no control of my household, and then you made me feel way better. Because These kids destroy me. You're at least third in command in your own house, oh. aren't you? Maybe fourth. Behind the poodle. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Boy, that is just they an just, They love to roast. They love to join forces. They learned it from him. Holy no, cow. If you, if you're with either of them one on one, usually things are pretty good. Although the night before wouldn't indicate that. What, the <laughs> but, what an amazing! But, but when they join forces, they love to, uh, you know, they usually fight. But if they are together against me or together against the mom, what an, their 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 strength is hard to overcome. What an ass pummeling! Wow. And you just—it's like they're conjoined twins, just firing grenades at you. Yeah, I can't tell. Like, is that what normally happens to Dan in that setting, or is he just enjoying the fact that he's recording on all of it and he doesn't want to get in the way? Which would you say, Dan? Uh, a mixture. Okay. They're, they might have been playing it up. No, obviously not. The night before, she didn't know I was recording. Yeah. She was roasting me. That was incredible. Because they, they're just, yeah, they make fun of me if I say, you should write a journal. That'd be a great, oh, okay, really? Idiot. That's really gonna be great. So I'm gonna read about it in ten years. So today, Ava was taken slowly. by the Nazis. Is yeah. one of their journals. I, I liked her ageism <laughs> joke. That oh, had that not information not made your textbooks yet? <laughs> wow. All right, yeah, Dan. They're, they're little jerks. The ticket. God, like that, like that Blur song, and then the <laughs> final countdown. <laughs> They were only allowed to play Jock Jam song. Mino, was that about when you were a kid when Jock Jams became something? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had two or three of those albums. <laughs> Jock Jams? <laughs> Just combine Man. them. Whoop, there it is. Is that one of them? Looking at the track listing for Volume 1 of Jock Jams, and yes, it Let was. me hear it. What, what is on there? Uh, you had uh, Tootsie Roll from the 69 Boys. You had uh, It Takes Whoa. Two, Gonna Make You Sweat by CNC Music Factory, Hip Hip Hop Hooray by Naughty by Nature, Pump Up the Volume, uh, I've Got the Power by Snap, Unbelievable by EMF, 
YMCA by Village People. God. Pump up the jam, Technotronic. Sounds right up your alley. Oh, Mike. and Gary Glitter, Rock and Roll Part Two. There it is. Oh, good. That was smart um, to put uh, num- uh, the world's number one pedophile on there as your closer. In a way, I'm very ashamed to say that I can and do recognize most of those. Of course, but not all. All right. Well, I'm certainly glad we led into this segment with song, and I may be doing this segment for two, but I don't think you're so. pregnant. No. Hey, are you pregnant or just fat? You're just fat. By two, I mean you, Danny, and myself. Hand me your audio cord over there, Senior Mike. And C C. <laughs> well, C. See, we speak the same language. <laughs> we do. So I am one of you. At this time, in the last couple, of, or, or yeah, in the last couple of days, we discussed the Elvis documentary. The Searcher on HBO. Mm-hmm. And, again, mm-hmm. if you uh, got a hankering to find out a lot of stuff about Mr. Presley, this is a great route to take. This is a magical, wonderful introduction into the life of the king of rock and roll. But there was one point in episode two, I believe, where if you would have turned a camera on me during it, I probably would have had the same look that Beavis and Butthead did when they were forced to watch a Gloria Estefan video. Yes. Of just mouth wide open, eyes like in some sort of catatonic state of what am I listening to right now? It is well known that. You're not going to play Crawfish, are you? It is well known oh, no. that the worst song ever recorded. And it's been voted on and done by many music types that this is the worst song ever made. Which I blame on Mike. Right? You own this. Yeah. This happened on my watch. The amount of times that you shoved us up against the wall and... Man, this thing's going to make a comeback. You watch. This one's really bad. It's probably the worst, but man, What's Going On by Four Non Blondes is right there for me. Not even in oh, the same league. It might even be. I'd rather listen to this than that stupid Four Non Blondes song. You leave Four Non Blondes alone. They're yeah, I'll listen to Four Non Blondes before I will this. <laughs> yeah. So not me. Well, this is Starship. We built this city. So there was a point in the Elvis doc when they cut to a, because they were going over, for those who don't know, in the middle of, uh, uh, or at the beginning of the 60s, Elvis was, hey, Georgie, come on up here. Yeah. Okay. In the early 60s, Elvis stopped recording music and he started making movies. And for about seven or eight years, that's all he did was make, make movies. And in the middle of that, one of the movies that he made was a movie called King Creole. Kid or King? Kid or King, Mike? King. King. Okay. Have you seen the Elvis doc? No. All right. It's well worth it, man. You would dig it. Okay. It's it's really good. I've got so many things I need to watch. I know. It's tough. 
Yeah. This, of course, the Girl. star of Jub Jam tonight, Girl. George Dunham. Girl. <laughs> Boy, look yeah. at the lanyard he has on. Girl. Look what it says. It says band. 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 Wow. I get y'all one of those if you want. I'm not wearing anything. I don't got a wristband. Yeah, see, y'all are so big time, you don't have to wear anything. <laughs> Everyone knows where the hard line is. No, look. Th see, there's someone from the senior source over there that just says, volunteer. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's the CEO she, of the senior source. All right, there's the CEO. She says volunteer. You say band. Who wins yeah. here? Where she cannot even get <laughs> close does. to you. She's in charge of this thing. You, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> Once again, that George has excluded you from his official party. Yes. You're outclassed, madam, but you know that, don't you? Damn. Well, anyway. Any so hoodles. During, uh during the Elvis stock, mm -hmm. they go over his stretch of movies in the 60s. Terrible. Awful. Every one of them. Yeah. I used to watch those as a kid. They were all terrible. Tom Petty's narrating it, talking about it, saying what a joke it was and how disturbing it was as a kid to watch him go through this face. So they flash to him in this movie, King Creole. I and think I saw that. In particular, they're, they're like, it's a scene where they've cleared out Bourbon Street or somewhere down in the quarter, in the French Quarter. He is standing on a ledge, and I'm sure, Mike, you remember this scene because you saw oh, yeah. this movie. Oh, yeah. He's standing on like a little uh, like a porch on the second level somewhere yeah, on Bourbon elevated porches. Right. And he's looking down the street, and he sees like a horse-drawn carriage coming his way with uh, a, a woman, with some Cajun woman on there. And they start doing a duet. <laughs> How'd they mic that? Don't right. worry about it. And the song was called Crawfish. <laughs> All right? I don't know if you've ever heard Crawfish. I'd need to. But this, to me, is worse than we built this city. Ladies and gentlemen, Elvis Presley and some random Cajun woman with Crawfish. Crank it. Crawfish. I went to the bayou just last night There was no moon but the stars were bright Put a big long hook on a big long pole And I pulled Mr. This is the real reason why Elvis started doing drugs Yeah For having to do this stuff He couldn't take it <laughs> They're singing like a, a almost an opera type yodel about <laughs> back and forth about a croft dad crawfish <laughs> crawfish. it probably went on for five minutes oh my god see i got see the size stripped and clean before your eyes sweet me look fresh and ready So when these would come out of theaters, people would go, Rhymes? Was it like a big deal when they would come out? Yeah. Yeah. Cost nothing to make. No. I mean, they had to pay Elvis. Yeah. Whatever he signed away and to do that. Is, but then is that Colonel Tom wouldn't put him with any stars because he wanted Elvis to be the star? Except for Anne Margaret, who was launched after one of these movies. But then he was like, you can never work with her again because she's too, too big. big. Yeah. Walter, Walter Matthau was in King Creole. Not that bad, King man. I'm Creole. sorry. 
There's nothing wrong I with I think that. it's better than we or built not. this city. Yeah, it is better than we built this city. Man, I and don't know. Four a song about a crawdad. That's a okay, big well, deal well, in New well, Orleans. Well, Crawfish are a big deal. Forget what it's about and just listen to the song. It's, it's not that bad, it. Corby. <laughs> no, it's terrible. Man, I don't see why you go on and on about this the way you do. Why do you <laughs> like Crawfish so much? You've done nothing but defend this song. Crawfish. Because it's not that bad. You know why? Because he saw it as a kid and he's got memories of being in the theater with his oh, dad. Yeah, I remember was, watching Crawfish with yeah, pumps. Yeah. Yeah. Your old man finally took you to something and it's a nice memory for you. Let's go see this movie. I think it's got that song Crawfish in it. <laughs> You're going to love it, Sonny Boy. You're going to love it. Man, that's well, bad. No, I don't love it, but it's better than we built this city. No, I don't think so. The ticket. I don't have dad life for you. I don't have that's what I like about Texas. I have a little something that's probably a once-off because it's just so far out there, but it's called Sock Talk. Because socks are a somewhat periodic thing that I observe out there in the wild that I wanted to bring to the show and maybe have a bit of a symposium or a collaborative discussion here on where socks are headed, Mm -hmm. where they've been. This is pretty interesting to me, and I've noticed this with both my scene and yours is that uh, dad over here remembers being a young man. And uh, in the 80s and 90s, a uh, an athletic young man who would uh, play the basketball and do lots of things. And we had a very defined sock look, which was white socks. And uh, they were kind of mid-calf, if that. And... I think we pulled them up for a while, but then we started pushing them all the way down to the top of our basketball shoes. When did that happen? Because there are definitely shots of me in middle school playing basketball, like the standard photo of you on in one knee holding the basketball. Yeah. And you can see that my sock is pulled up mid-calf, almost to the knee. Right. And that was big in the NBA as well. mm -hmm. And I'm trying to think if somebody... Started the fashion trend, almost like Jordan with the shorts. Dude, was it the Fab Five that that you push the socks all the way down to the top of your, or you couldn't shoe? even see the socks? Yeah, I, man, that feels like Mike Tyson might have been the first guy that popped Ooh. in my head. But my general point on this was at that point, my dad, who was not terribly athletic, <laughs> and I had completely divergent thoughts on socks. He would not wear white socks no matter what. I would not wear black socks no matter what. But then over the course of time, the black sock came into some level of fashion with regards to, like, adult male. I don't know what year they the sock started turning, but it did. And if you wore, like, sambas like black athletic shoes, suddenly wearing a white sock with it felt like a dying breed. Yes. And you almost need to give in to the wave of popularity and kind of switch over to the matching sock. And then what really made this curious is the next wave of dudes, like the boys that live in my house, they're kind of right back where I started, where they will wear white socks 
and would not dream of wearing black ankle socks. Those are dad socks now. I cannot believe this has come full circle because there was nothing worse than seeing dad, and this is all it was, dad wearing what appeared to be some form of dress sock with shorts, yes. like mowing the lawn or something like that, and you're like, God, what a dork. Yes, like black socks or or maybe dark blue up to calf, white tennis shoes, yeah, shorts, and he's out there mowing the lawn. That's exactly right, and you're like... Dad, what are you doing? And I feel like that it became such a stigma that we went so hard the other way where eventually it was, you don't even want to see a sock. And and whenever these sock companies and accompanying shoe companies, I guess, they came out with the no-show. The no-show. The no-show sock, which I've got a thousand pairs of those. Same. And I cannot get enough of them right now still. I feel like that that was just like, okay, well, here we go. And now it's not only the kids that do this, but like this is where it really floors me. You turn on the TV and you turn on a golf tournament on a Wednesday. Now, they're not playing for real, but what happened was is that the PGA Tour now on Pro-Am days, the day before the tournament, they allow you to wear shorts. And you see the likes of Tony Finau and Ricky Fowler, and they're playing golf in shorts wearing long socks. Really? Dude. Like long, long? No, up to your calf. That's what I'm saying, like over the calf. That was the thing when I was a kid is you wanted to look like the dudes in the NBA, and in the early 80s, you wore the over the. I mean, if they if you could get them to basically cover your kneecap, that's what you wanted, right? And, and it was they like had George to have, Gervin. and they had to have stripes. Yes, or, yes, or Dan Roundfield in my case. So I don't know what year the Nike Elite socks became a thing. I want to say a decade ago, but Mino, could you fill in that blank? Probably oh seven oh eight. Because that's when I started wearing them in college. And I dabbled in those, but I'm positive I never wore them with shorts. But they were now these... Did you ever do it? Did you ever wander over to Nike Elite Socks? Absolutely. The ones that kind of go to your knee? Yeah, for sure. They're they're made to be super comfortable. But I, there's no way I was going to wear those with shorts because I'm too old and I felt ridiculous no, i did that you look like chandler parsons you just I, I, it's there's something weird and i'm positive i live in my own head on this front but there is i mean if you asked me to wear white calf socks pulled all the way up out in public i would feel like i had lost a bet dude it's insane so um, i can't i know i've told this story to you guys before but it wasn't six months ago when we drove up to colorado i took the boys up there and I packed them that was my duty and I failed I forgot to bring them socks and so they had one (laughs) pair of socks the socks they had on their feet and this is a big week-long trip okay this should be good so I'm like I gotta go to Walmart or wherever there was a a Walmart Uh -uh. there was buying socks from there dad well no 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 it wasn't that it was like I'm going to get you guys socks you know all right whatever and they're sitting in there playing video games or whatever so I go to Walmart I go straight to the sock aisle and I just buy the first thing I saw, which were black 
ankle or whatever you call those. Okay. Just my, short, no-show socks. <laughs> my prediction, there was no way they were going to put those on. And I come back, I'm like, here, and I just threw the socks at him in the bag. I'm like, you know, and, and both of them were like, what did, what did you buy us? <laughs> I'm like, I bought you socks. No, we're not wearing this. This is no way we're wearing this. Nobody wears these. Right. And I was like, I'll wear them. Yeah, you're an idiot. Yeah. And they so what kind were these? These were just black ankle socks. So just like they go up a little bit past the ankle bone. Probably just, that's like, it, right? just like these, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly Kid, like those. Kids ain't wearing those, bro. No. Right. And I'm like, what? But the no, we're not wearing them. I'm like, but we're going to like play golf, and I don't care. Nobody wears that stupid sock. What do they sock. want? No shows? No, no Danny, they want they back want the, up the They leg. want to go back Hi. up over the calf. No kid wears anything mm-hmm. where the sock does not come over the calf. Or at least up to it, and I, you know, I see this all the time in tennis. And, and it, to the tennis player's credit, this really has never gone out of style. It has always been you wear your sock up to the calf. Yeah, it's like the half over the calf, or kind of like the Jordan socks. Yeah, and yeah. so these kids at these tournaments, dude, it's all they wear, and it's but it's kind of infiltrated the rest of life. And, and these kids, no matter how hot it is, no matter what time of year it is. It is sock pulled up either to the calf or a little bit over the calf. Yeah. And but not to the knee. Not no we're no, not no, talking no, no, like no, no, 80s no. NBA. No, 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 no. Okay. No. And this looks normal to me on them. And what color? But if I whatever color, doesn't matter. They wear whatever color. But if I see you look wearing it, right. You look like a fish out of water. I know. Like my dad used to. Yes. <laughs> like I'm out there mowing the lawn with a lemonade again. And I can't. I mean, I'm guilty of it. I wear black socks with sambas. And if I'm wearing shorts, it's either no shows or the black sock that goes just up uh, barely above the bottom part of the calf meat. If you're wearing shorts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So would you wear. And I don't care because I want to look like an old man. Would you wear some nice High white socks with that exact same look. I've got a pair, and they're kind of ridiculous. You know, they look really funny on an older <laughs> like, dude. They're a completely normal pair of white socks, and yet we can't do it anymore. And no. I don't understand what's happening. I, I and and it like I said, I had zero use for my dad's decisions with footwear, and now my kids have zero use for mine. And I'm and I even admit that I kind of did a 180 from when I was a teen yes. to where I am now, and I don't know how it happened. Well, and and like the, yesterday, I was out of clothes completely, and I'm, I got all my stuff in the washer, and I have one pair of socks in the drawer, and they were a pair of white socks, longer socks yeah. that I wear with pants, with action pants. <laughs> right. So you don't really see them. <laughs> yeah. And so I had them on with tennis shoes and shorts. Because I was trying to squeeze in a workout. Yes. And my kid walks in, and I've got the white socks pushed down. All right? <laughs> okay. All the way down. And my kid walks in, and he goes, what are you doing? Pull those up. <laughs> I'm like, no, I can't do it. He goes, just do it. And so I did it, and he goes, yeah, that looks awesome. <laughs> he's, I'm like. He's mocking you when he walks away. He's no, he's be. not. <laughs> Because that is cool to them. That is normal to them. Seeing no-show socks or seeing a pair of white socks that would pull up to your calf pushed all the way down, that is dorkdom. That is what dorks wear. We need to go back to the knee-high striped white socks. That'd be badass. I love those. I love those. Me too. But yeah, it's just... 
It's a weird thing. I know. Fathers and sons can't get along with socks anymore. Ever. I think it's been and that may, way yeah, since maybe, 1975. I was going to say, maybe it never changed. We changed. Now, there is a difference. Like, the black socks that we buy now, right. are, they're like the thicker cotton. Like yes. You would get the white ones. Athletic grade what socks. Our dads were wearing were freaking Sunday school socks. Right. Basic dress socks. Yes. yes. Dress socks. And they always stunk. <laughs> like, anytime Pop would take his shoes off, didn't it just smell like... Someone opened up a Nachos. rotten bag of Fritos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. It smelled so, like the yard. So I was reading about socks real fast, and they were saying that the main role is to absorb perspiration, which checks out. As the foot is one of the heaviest producers of sweat in the body, it can produce a quarter pint of perspiration per day. One foot or both foot? A foot? That's a great question, but the feet. Whether that split between two feet is open for discussion here, thanks to our friends at Wikipedia, but socks help absorb the sweat and, of course, cover up uh, things. And they, it goes back to the 8th century B.C. when they used to use animal hair and stuff. But it, Animal hair? Look, they, it took them a while it. to get to Nike to take over this job from just shaving a... <laughs> a sheet and a just sticking it on your foot yeah yeah whatever you stick on there and hope it doesn't fall off so <laughs> anyway there's sock talk i hope you enjoyed that